Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Kane Radio's Bayou Sports here on our big Thursday, November the 3rd. And uh, a lot going on in the sporting world last night. Uh, of course, a little history in Major League Baseball. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit uh, in a few moments. Uh, elsewhere in the NFL, um, Philly and Houston go at it tonight. And uh, so uh, there will be a lot of picture-in-a-picture sets, uh, I think, uh, glowing tonight as uh, the Eagles, the only undefeated team left in the NFL, journeys to Houston tonight, take on the Texans. Of course, on the other side of the TV, if you don't have two TVs, it'll be the Astros and the Phillies going at it uh, in Game 5. Well, I mean, what are the chances of that, uh, having a, a just a routine Thursday night football game Happens to be the same cities as the World Series opponents. Uh, just amazing. That is uh, pretty amazing. You're right about that. I mean, you figure Houston and Philadelphia only see each other every four years to begin with That's because right. of you know non-conference situations. Uh, but just just amazing. <laughs> Not only that, it's like people who celebrate their birthdays on February 29th once every four mm. years. That's hard to do also. You'd hate that probably early in your life, uh, but you probably love it later in your life. I'm sure. not looking forward to the next birthday anyway. You know? <laughs> it's four years from now. Yeah. Anyway, uh, a couple of NCAA games on tonight, uh, if you're interested in college football. Uh, also, the big game, two big games, in my opinion, uh, this weekend. Of course, uh, number one versus number three over in Athens as the uh, Georgia Bulldogs take on the Tennessee Volunteers in a big game. It's amazing. Tennessee comes out as number one in the college football playoff, yet they go to Georgia, who's number one in the AP poll, and they literally are eight-and-a-half-point dogs over in Athens, so the Volunteers. So interesting ball game. That's a 2.30 kickoff on CBS, so uh, – going to be quite interesting elsewhere of course uh, and then as you mentioned great lead in to the next game that's uh, right Alabama and in LSU. LSU and uh, of course Bama comes in uh, 13 and a half point uh, favorite over the Tigers and uh, uh, we'll talk about that uh, some also elsewhere in NBA action the Pelicans journey to LA last night take on the Lakers Lakers were one in five I think opening the year they get a big three in regulation from Ryan uh, from the corner to tie the Pelicans, and the Pelicans go on to lose it in overtime, 120 to 117 elsewhere. But the big news last night in history-making uh, uh, game, the Astros, even the series at two apiece, as Christian, uh, uh, the pitcher for the Astros, uh, does a great job. Uh, no hits him for six innings, throws 97 pitches, and you ready for this? When Don Larson threw his perfect game against the Brooklyn Dodgers in Game 5 in 1956, uh, he also threw 97 pitches in a complete game and only went once 3-2 and two on a hitter, Pee Wee Reese, and did not throw a third ball any other hitter in the game. Of course, he struck out Dale Mitchell uh, for the last out of the game on a check swing, and Mitchell, to his dying day, stated that uh, he he didn't cross the plate, but uh, reviews of that incident over the years uh, showed that he did go halfway through the plate uh, in that regard. But Abreu, Montero, and Presley uh, continue in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings as the Astros even up the series and make history with a uh, no hitter. I believe there were two walks in that game, if my memory yeah, serves I'm me not right. Certain, but uh, interesting factoid. Uh, uh, two uh, postseason no-hitters in the last 10-plus years. Yeah, Roy Holiday did it Halliday, he, uh, yeah. for the Phillies. I can't remember who he was pitching. Against Cincinnati, okay. who was the manager of that Cincinnati team. Dusty Baker. Baker. Amazing. Yeah. Huh? How, how are these <laughs> iconic? Uh, and that, that was an early round. Uh, yeah, that was game. around like 2010, Ten. maybe yeah, 11, somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, Roy Holiday, uh, who has since retired from the league. Uh, elsewhere, uh, uh, with that. I think he's retired from this earth. Isn't he, didn't he die in the plane crash? Ooh, you're right. Yeah. Ah, wow, forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, just tragic. Yeah, tragic, tragic, tragic. Of course, uh, game five tonight uh, over in Philadelphia. Maybe the Phillies, uh, well, after hitting, what, five home runs the night before to be no hit. Uh, and that record the next night, they're just amazing. Uh, but Verlander is going to strap it up tonight for the Astros. And uh, also Syndergaard, uh, Syndergaard excuse me, uh, will be pitching for the Phillies. Uh, I'd say the uh, 
uh, the game favors the um, Astros tonight, but I mean, the Phillies score five runs off of him uh, in game uh, two, uh, or I should say game one, and uh, they go on to win that first game. So, um, you know, the, this is the last time the Philly fans will see their Philly fanatic and the uh, Philadelphia team as they win or lose tonight. They journey to Houston for game six. Uh, which uh, whoever wins the next two wins the series. So uh, two out of three you look at. Uh, meanwhile, uh, elsewhere um, with the with the Phillies, uh, your their fans uh, I, they just sat in awe. I mean, they had nothing to cheer about last night. And, at and just all. Uh, an amazing, you know, if if McCullers was not tipping his pitches, I'd sure like to know the difference between what went on Tuesday night versus last night because. Oh, the Philly bats were on fire um, for really the first three games of the series, and then just to be cold, uh, shut out like that yesterday, um, amazing. Yeah, just a, a day after the Phillies make history with their bats, the Astros did it with their arms. And Houston's Christian uh, Javier, and along with Brian Abreu, Rafael Montero, and Ryan Presley combined to no-hit the Phillies uh, last night, 5 nothing, tying the World Series, who mentioned two games apiece. Uh, the third postseason no-hitter joining Don Larson's perfect game, who, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, and Roy Halladay's no-hitter, in, uh, as you mentioned, in 2010. Also at Citizens Bank Park, too uh and amazing you know it's dusty baker as the manager on the other side so uh anyway javier named el reptile uh because of his cold blood and poised demeanor used his electric fastball and you know i i think his hardest throwing pitch last night was 93 94 miles an hour we're not talking about somebody bringing it in at 98 99 and 100 and uh, it was the first individual no-hit bid of six-plus innings in the Fall Classic since lefty Jerry Kuzman. I forgot about that, too. Did it in 69 as if not to come out of nowhere. Uh, this was Javier's uh, sixth straight start of five-plus shutout innings with two or fewer hits allowed. No other pitcher in the modern era since 1900 has more than three such consecutive starts. Anyway, the wild stat, the Astros already threw a combined no-hitter this season against the Yankees June 25th, and the Phillies are already on the wrong end of one of the Mets' uh, no-hitters on April 29th. Uh, anyway, Phillies' Aaron Nola, who also started last night, and uh, you know, just having tough luck in that regard, uh, the former LSU and Catholic High Baton Rouge uh, native, uh, the Fall Classic will become a best-of-three race uh, to finish it, and we'll see how that's going to turn out. Also in uh, NFL news, of course, uh, we have our have our Thursday night game, as we mentioned mo- uh, moments ago, as the Philadelphia Eagles, the only undefeated team left uh, in the National Football League, joining to play the Houston Texans in a big game uh, here. Uh, I guess we played in uh, – I'm trying to remember the field. It's uh, by the electric company. Uh, Reliant. Yeah, Reliant, yeah, who my sister worked for mm-hmm. for many years uh, in Houston. Uh, but uh, we'll see how that turns out. Uh, I'm sure the uh, Eagles, uh, just pulling up uh, quick notifications, uh, the Eagles are a big favorites in that game, uh, almost two touchdowns, 13.5 points, 46 is over and under. For you people that uh, fantasy football, make sure your lineup's in place tonight Uh with I'm sure there are a lot of uh, reps from e- the Eagles along with some with Houston. But uh, uh, Eagles are averaging 28 points a game, which is third in the league. Meanwhile, uh, coming in at 29th is uh, Texans at six, almost 17 points a game. 410 yards of offense for the Eagles, 307 for the Houston. Passing yards, 260 for the Eagles, 214 for the Texans. Uh, Rushing yards, the Eagles rush for 150 yards, but that's six in the league. It's surprising how, uh, you know, how it was a pass-oriented league. And if you ran for 120, 30 yards at one time, you led the league. But now Houston's averaging almost 150 yards a game, and they're six in the league. It's surprisingly wow. Elsewhere, uh, third down efficiency, the Eagles at 46, are fourth in the league. 32 for the Texans there, third to last in the league at uh, 30th. Elsewhere, fourth down, uh, the Eagles are fourth at 71%. The the Texans at 50% or 13th uh, time of possession. That's where the Eagles probably win a lot of their games. They're almost at 33 minutes a game. That's first in the league. Texans come in at 27th with uh, 28 and a half, not quite, a little over 28 and a half. Defensively, the Eagles are fourth, giving up only 17 points a game. 
the Houston team uh, defensively only allowing 22 points a game, which is 17th, which is not bad. Thought it'd be a little higher than that. Elsewhere, uh, the Eagles uh, give up 298 yards. Uh, Houston 408 or 404, excuse me. And uh, with regard to the passing yards, the Eagles uh, give up 183, Houston 218, and rushing yards, the Eagles give up uh, 115. Uh, that's where Texans get uh, beat. They give up 186, and that's last in the league. So uh, look for the Eagles to run the ball pretty much tonight in that regard, too. Uh, uh, otherwise, uh, also on the show today, uh, coming on in the second uh, segment, will be Coach uh, uh, Josh Lerman with the New Iberia High School Yellow Jackets. They're going to suit up uh, tonight and take on, I believe, the Yellow Jackets play uh, as I'm looking at my pocket guide here, Lafayette, an old rival uh, here in uh, New Iberia. I'm pretty sure it was senior night for the Yellow Jackets, too, to honor their seniors and all. And uh, Yellow Jackets uh, have won a couple games this year, c- coming off uh, last year's uh, 0-10 year, 0-9 year. And uh, don't see that too often lately with the Yellow Jackets. But uh, hopefully Coach Lehrman uh, have a lot of positive things to say about his team at uh, 730 approximately uh, Elsewhere, Jeff, um, up in Baton Rouge uh, Saturday night, uh, it'll be pretty exciting, I think, for Tiger fans. Uh, let's hope so. Yeah. Uh, let's hope uh, by halftime uh, people haven't vacated the place. Yeah, and, you know, this this Alabama team, even though uh, it's not the Alabama teams uh, we've seen in the past with regards to uh, – they uh, their defense and offense and putting things together. They've uh, had a few close games this year. You know, they, a lot of people forget uh, just earlier this year they they barely got by Texas. Mm-hmm. And this Texas team is not uh, tearing it up. They're a good football team, but uh, uh, they're a little over five hundred, I do believe, are right at it. Uh, meanwhile, uh, uh, Alabama's defense uh, they, uh, they they've got some holes in it. Uh, but when you think. You know, the Alabama defense is only giving up 17 points a game. Of course, Tennessee put up 52 on them uh, to beat that, to win that game. And LSU's only giving up 21 points a game. Alabama's seventh in the country. The Tigers are 27th. Alabama gives up 296 yards of total yards. They're 14th in the country. LSU at uh, 346. Elsewhere, uh, passing, Alabama gives up 202 a game. They're 32nd. The Tigers give up 204. They're 35th. Uh, rushing yards, Alabama only gives up 94 a game, LSU 142. Bama's 12th, LSU 66. Offensively, uh, Alabama is fourth in the country. They average 43 points a game. The Tigers come in at 35 at 20, 28th in the country. Uh, elsewhere, Alabama's 485 a game in total offense for 17th. The Tigers at 450 for 30th. Uh, 275 in passing yards for Alabama, 267. For LSU, rushing Alabama 211, uh, while the Tigers uh, average about 183. Uh, third down efficiency, Alabama at 46 and a half. The Tigers at 49, at 18th in the country. Fourth down, Alabama at 44%. Tigers at 57, which is 49th in time of possession. Uh, they're about equal. Alabama has 30.49 seconds. LSU 31.07. So pretty interesting game. They're going to line up pretty uh pretty good uh, we'll see as always breaks play a big portion of the game whether it be a fumble or an interception and special teams with block kicks and punts uh and punt returns for that matter or drop punts which lsu in the first game cost them dearly too uh, against florida state as uh the tigers dropped a couple punts in that game uh meanwhile um we'll see uh what the outcome is uh the cajun fans uh this week, uh, take on Troy in a big ball game over at Cajun Field. That's a 4 o'clock kickoff if you want to journey in over there uh, to watch the Cajuns. Uh, but I think the Cajuns are going to keep an eye on. App State goes to Coastal Carolina this weekend. Should be an interesting game to see. Tonight. It is, is it tonight? Yeah. Uh, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. But Coastal Carolina plays App State tonight in, uh, in football. Uh, they do. Yeah, it's 6.30 kickoff. Uh, they did. I missed that. Uh, ESPN's going to carry that game tonight. App State's a three-point pick. So uh, Cajun fans will keep an eye on that to see what comes out that area. Cajuns still have an outside shot. Beating Troy tonight's pretty big for them. They've already beaten Marshall and uh, one other, I think, uh, Sunbelt team uh, who they uh, uh, defeated last week, or I should say uh, oh, eight days ago. 
or nine days ago, the Cajuns beat um, and escapes me right now. I need to go to my little pocket guide here again as I uh, – uh, yeah, they beat – no, they lost to Southern Miss. I'm sorry, they beat Arkansas State. That's a game I was thinking of. So uh, they got some work to do. I think uh, they're right now they beat South – they lost to South Alabama, beat Marshall, beat Arkansas State, lost to Southern Miss. So they're two and two uh, – oh, three, two and three because they lost to UL Monroe too uh, in that regard. But uh, the Cajuns still, you know, Coach Mike Decimo uh, having uh, to replace uh, Coach Napier who went over to Florida, but he – He's not on top of the world either at Florida right now and trying to get that program back in line. So uh, we'll see how that all comes out in the next uh, few minutes. Uh, trying to see uh, what else uh, we can talk about before we bring Coach Josh Learman on. Of course, a couple of big ball games. Kane Radio will be uh, advertising um, and broadcasting this week as the Westgate uh, Tigers take on Northside in a big game Thursday night. Uh, tonight. Uh, tonight uh, here on Kane Radio uh, with the – Airtime at 6, uh, 6.30. 6.30 today, yeah. Yeah, and about 7 o'clock kickoff. And, of course, tomorrow night the Catholic High Panthers take on West St. Mary uh, in a game that, again, airtime about 6.30 with a kickoff around uh, 7 o'clock. So. Monday night, you or Tuesday night, as it turned out, uh, talk to Coach Watney. What, what are his thoughts on that game? Well, he, there was some nervousness with uh, regards to uh, – you know, West St. Mary had some uh, health issues with regard to not the team, but the school. Well, but uh, many players were affected. That's too. right. That's right. And they ended up, uh, uh, we saw cancel. We heard forfeit. Uh, basically, that's, on, the, on the LHSA website, it says forfeit. Yeah, they didn't play. They the put game, a score that's too right. low. They didn't reschedule this game yeah. as they had to little get into the school and sanitize it. Uh, some type of respiratory uh, ailments uh, running through the school. So that was done. Uh, he did uh, ask for film, and they exchanged film. So uh, we're looking forward to the game. Uh, he assured me Tuesday evening that uh, Westgate, uh, I mean, excuse me, West St. Mary would show up uh, at Catholic High Friday night to, for a big district football game for the Panthers, trying to end the season on a winning note. Uh, they're scheduled right now, I think, in the power ratings. They're 14th approximately in Division Three. So uh, they will play one home game for sure unless there are upsets along the way, which uh, there shouldn't be because the other eight teams have buys. So they're going to play one of those eight teams through the buy process, and uh, we'll see how that will turn out. Uh, meantime, uh, his team is pretty healthy, uh, not uh, any major injuries. Uh, had one injury early in the year that the young man had a hip flexor, and he's come through it pretty well. So uh, other than that, uh, uh, the Catholic High team remains pretty healthy. Had a tough loss last week uh, against uh, an arch rival in the Lowerville Tigers. The Tigers squeak out a 20-17 to win uh, late in the game as the Panthers uh, turned it over late. Uh, with a little over a minute left, and uh, the Lowerville Tigers run out the clock as uh, Coach uh, Terry uh, called, talked to us uh, during the course of uh, the week. And uh, I think it was uh, Tuesday morning he was on the air with us and telling how his team, Evan uh, uh, um, Simon, the fine running back for the uh, Tigers, uh, intercepted the last pass of the game. And they walk off Panther Stadium with a big win. So, uh, And a tie, depending on what they do this weekend, uh, as they take on the Lowerville Tigers, do uh, take on Delcom, and uh, a loss to Delcom though uh, gives Ascension Episcopal uh, the district championship. Not sure who they play uh, this coming uh, Friday night, but uh, they only have one loss that to Catholic High earlier in the year. So interesting, eight to a a lot of good football in that district this year, Jeff. So uh, with that. Anyway, um, let's go ahead and uh, maybe take our first break and see if we can get Coach Law, uh, Josh Learman on the line to talk about the Yellow Jackets and uh, their last opponent uh, of the season. And uh, we'll be back with more Bayou Sports right after this on Kane Radio FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. 
With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answertopain.com. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Thursday at Southern Jack on Saturday, the Cajun Company Band, and on Sunday, 5th edition. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's, the best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer is now just $2, imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has yet covered for the Saints and LSU with no bar with more outdoor seating. And don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, November the 3rd. Uh, Of course, uh, as we mentioned earlier in the broadcast, uh, history last night in the major leagues as the Astros saw a combined no-hitter against the Phillies and even up the series at two apiece. Uh, Trying to get uh, in touch with Coach uh, Josh Learman. So stand by. Hopefully uh, we'll... uh, get a call from him shortly elsewhere jeff uh the pelicans last night journeyed to uh to los angeles to take on the lakers the lakers having their issues uh this time of the year they come out one in five uh one in six maybe uh i think was what their record they started on five yeah they sure did and uh, a lot of finger pointing uh maybe that might be uh, coach lerman uh we'll go ahead and let's uh check it out and see good morning you're in the air yeah, I can hear you. Hey, Coach, hey. thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, good morning, Coach. Uh, welcome to uh, Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio. Uh, Coach, uh, your, your Yellow Jackets take on an old nemesis uh, this coming uh, Friday night, I do believe, in the Lafayette High Mighty Lions. And I know uh, nothing could uh, uh, be really nice and to knock off the Lions here uh, in the last regular season game, uh, Coach. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's the last one. You know, we – we have a great group of seniors that are playing their last game. So, you know, we want to we want to do everything we can to let them leave with a win. Uh, Coach, uh, with that, uh, what, what uh, with regard to the Lions, I know I think they have a young man at quarterback named Sonia and who's a pretty good athlete too. And uh, the Lions have had their ups and downs this year too. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about them and uh, what you expect from them? Yeah, they're they're first of all they're very well coached, and the the Sonia kid is a fabulous quarterback. But he actually got hurt uh, three weeks ago, so he's he's out for the rest of the year, which is unfortunate for them because he he's what he was, if not the best, one of the best players in the district. But uh, they're going to be very well coached, you know. Still, even without him, it's going to be a tough contest for us. And coach, uh, with that, uh, how's your team? Uh, you know. Uh, Possibly the last game of the year for, like you said, these seniors. And uh, do you, off the top of your head, do you know how many seniors you have on your team this year? Yeah, we have 17 seniors that will be playing their last game. And, uh, you know, a great group of kids, high-character kids. And, you know, they uh, we're going to do everything we can to try and send them out with a win. Yeah, that's they, they, those are memories. You know, last game I played uh, – you you can recall a, a big win, and uh, it goes out, especially against an old rival. I think the the Lafayette High and uh, Nish have been playing against each other, and 
I want to say a good 70, maybe 80 years uh, every year. And it's been a big game for both teams uh, over the course of time. And uh, I can remember back uh, when I was in school, uh, friends of mine that attended uh, Nish, that was a big game for them. And, uh, and a lot of times it uh, directed who would win the district. And not only that, uh, with uh, uh, playoff uh, implications. So uh, big game for the uh, Yellow Jackets uh, Friday night over in the home field. And uh uh, elsewhere, uh, how things going with your team this year so far? Uh, how the injury situations and things like that? Will all your seniors be able to to play their last game? Yeah, we are. We we've been fortunate to stay pretty healthy all year long, and and, and we're gonna be healthy uh, Friday night. And uh, like I said, we're gonna do everything we can, play as hard as we can, and, and give ourselves the the opportunity to win. You know, coach. I know the playoffs are unlikely uh, for your squad this year. Uh, I, I don't know how you jump 10 teams, um, even with a victory, but um, just reflect a little bit on the, the season as a whole, your first year as the head coach. I think it's been a, I think it's been a successful season. You know, we're, we're, we're heading in the right direction. We're, we're uh, developing, doing things we want to do, you know, another good off season, you know, and I think we'll continue to, to head the right direction. You know, got to remember these kids, uh, this, Last year went 0 and 10, you know, and you know we've won two games this year with a with a chance to win three, and uh, you know that not just and the, but the wins don't just define your your success, you know. The kids are, are buying in, you know, they're they're playing hard. They've never they've never wavered in how hard they play, you know, and that's a good sign, you know. It's a, again, we have a lot of kids with a lot of good character, so I think that character wins. You know. So, I, I, are, are there such things as quality losses? Because if there were, I'd say you had a few of those. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, we, we've had a few, uh, like, for instance, the Karen Crow game. You know, um, last week against Sulphur, we had every opportunity to win that game. You know, so, you know, we, we've had a lot of, we've had a few opportunities where, you know, we could, we could even be five and five, you know, but, you know, we got to, we got to, learn how to win those games and, and uh that's that's part of the process yeah no doubt about it coach uh i understand uh the volleyball team uh, suffered a setback in the first round of the playoffs yeah they did but they had a very very good season i think that they were the uh 21 seed which is one of the higher seeds they've had in recent years uh and coach ty and coach richard over there do a, do a fabulous job with those girls yeah, unfortunately, we've got some other volleyball matchups we're going to be talking about a little later. But, Coach, uh, appreciate you joining us. Best of luck. Uh, anything the fans need to know uh, in advance of tomorrow night's game? Uh, no, game will start at 7. Uh, the, the senior night uh, stuff will start at 6 o'clock. All right. Hopefully the rain stays away, too. I know there's a pretty good chance of rain tomorrow afternoon into the evening, but hopefully that won't dampen uh, the spirit of the night. Yeah, I hope hope not also. All right, Coach, always a pleasure. We'll check in with you again on Saturday. All right, thank you, guys. You All right, good luck to you, Coach. Appreciate Coach Josh Learman joining us on these Thursdays, and we will effort to get him on next week for a recap on the season as well. But unfortunately, postseason doesn't look uh, promising. Yeah, the Yellow Jackets had a big win earlier in the year as they took down Sam Houston, but uh, – as the season rolled along, uh, things didn't uh, work out accordingly. Had some leads in some games, and uh, just uh, through the course of uh, the game, uh, whether it be, uh, I know they uh, played well against uh, uh, Karen Crow and Apollosis, uh, uh, and Barb uh, also, but uh, and beat Como. Uh, Sulfur, they had a lead last week of, uh, I think, 14 to uh I want to say 14 to three and Sulphur scores a couple late touchdowns in the fourth quarter and uh, take down the Yellow Jackets uh, in a big game down in Sulphur over the weekend. So uh, anyway, um, I, I know one of our listeners wanted me to bring up the officiating in uh-huh. uh, that Lake Charles area. Uh, the game was in Sulphur, but it's the Lake Charles right. Association. And, you know, I did bring that up with Coach Learman last Saturday. He didn't want to use that as an excuse. Uh, but, you know, it's. One of those things, though, uh, you've been doing this for a long time. We've always heard about the Lake Charles Association, and um, but you hate to use those things as an excuse. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, you kind of, you know, you you got to play by the rules, but you also uh, have to earn it too. And uh, and if uh, with uh, whether or not the referees you figure are uh, against you or with you, uh, you still got to uh, play the opposition and win the game. So. 
Anyway, other big games this weekend in high school football. Of course, the St. Martinville Tigers, uh, they'll host Crawley in a big game for uh, the Tigers. So hopefully uh, they can come through. St. Martinville's had a pretty good year this year uh, considering everything. Playing in, I do believe, 3A uh, is their district. Uh, elsewhere, uh, we talked about uh, the niche at Westgate and Catholic High. Also, uh, other games in that regard, the Lorville Tigers take on the Delcom Panthers uh, in a big game for both teams. Uh, uh, could have uh, a playoff implications, too, for the Tigers and also for Delcom uh, as Coach Artie Laosa and uh, Terry uh, try to get things going for them and uh, Martin, and um, we'll see what takes place. Always a fun rivalry game there. Oh, yeah. And, again, the, the two communities and how they interact with those schools uh, – uh, very similar, and and that's one of the things that makes it special, too. Yeah, it, that it does. And, of course, we mentioned about Catholic High and West St. Mary. Uh, elsewhere, Highland Baptist journeys to Morgan City to take on uh, Central Catholic in a big ball game. I know Coach Hudson's uh, team has uh, taken their licks on their fourth quarterback, I think you mentioned to me earlier this week, as the Highland Baptist Bears uh, have taken their lumps this year also. Elsewhere, I think, Jeff, the surprise team in the area is the Generate Tigers, who I think over the last few years, I don't know if the Tigers have won a game. Uh, and this year they've got a chance, I think, to finish up 5-5. Five and five. I do believe, of course, they started off the year, uh, beat Westminster yeah, Christian. They were 5-4. and four. They have a chance of being 6-4 and four, okay. uh, against St. John. I saw them against Highland, and, um, you know, they barely got – past Highland, uh, but Highland was a little bit of a stronger team uh, early on in the season. That was, I think, week three. And uh, uh, But the way Generet took down Highland and the way Highland competed with St. John, and, and again, you can't always equate those things, uh, especially from week three to week right. ten. Correct. But um, no reason to think that Generet cannot uh, win that game. They're at home. And uh, could be a six and four team. It's a non-district game, but they're they're in a pretty good position for the postseason right now. Also, uh, in that regard, uh, I wonder where they stand in the power ratings. Uh, well, Did you me, have that? Uh, as you can surf through and, that. And by the way, as I uh, cursor down here, uh, East Ascension Episcopal has Franklin on the road. Ooh. Franklin, having had the week off, will they be rusty or rested? And um, Laurel maybe with an opportunity to. Uh, uh, get that district title. And you know, if my memory serves me right, I don't think that Franklin has one loss in the district against uh, uh, Lauraville. Uh, Lauraville beat Franklin. Yeah, yeah but I'm yeah. saying that that's Franklin's that, only district yeah, loss. Maybe, maybe. And if they take down Ascension Episcopal, uh, Lauraville would be the, they'd be co-district champs, but Lauraville would have the uh, the advance on them since they took them down in the uh, matchup. I know in the days when district titles really meant something as far as the playoffs, you were co-district champions. There was no tiebreaker, but uh, again, it's you'd feel better about not having to deal with the tiebreaker yeah, and just uh, win it outright. Yeah, like they say, you're back into a district championship. People don't like to hear that, but... Anyway, uh, if they defeat uh, Ascension Episcopal, they've only had one district loss along with the Lorville Tigers, I think, with one district loss. Generet sitting at number 17. Uh, Again, these are unofficial, but they're produced by the LHSAA. Uh, Number 17, uh, Franklin, number 20. uh, Interesting. Really? That must be Franklin Parish. It might be. Yeah, it might be. because Franklin, Franklin wouldn't be in that smallest uh, division, would well, they? Well, they might be on the cusp of uh, with student enrollment. I don't know how they look at that. Uh, that's something we need to. I need to delve into during the course of the week for next week with all the playoff games coming up. In that regard, as you know, the Westgate Tigers are going to be in Division One, and they're a four A team in the non-select. So that should be interesting in that regard. But. Uh, Hats off. Like I said, I think the surprise team in the area has been the Generate Tigers, as you mentioned. They've got a chance to win six games this year. You've got to go way back to see when the Tigers uh, won six games during the course of a season. So uh, hats off to uh, Generate Tigers. There's no way West St. Mary has more students than Franklin. Is it possible? Not that I know of. Because West St. Mary is in Division Three which is three of four, um, and then they show Franklin in Division Four, and that just surprises the heck out of me. Yeah, They're number 20, by the way, uh, in there. Uh, they're at four and five. That doesn't sound like Franklin, though. 
yeah, like you said, I wonder if that's Franklin Parish. But, but I, I can't I, find I Franklin I, in Division Three. Yeah, I, it might be. It might be regards to uh, Franklin. Uh, uh, you know, no, here's Franklin Parish is in Division Two. Okay, so that must be them. That okay, be. and they're four and five. You stated. Yeah, that's according to this. Oh, they're all four of their wins or three of their wins must be against uh, district opponents. They beat Catholic High. They beat Delcom. They lost to uh, – they beat uh, technically West St. Mary, and they lost to uh, Lauraville. So that could be right uh, in that regard. And then they've got Ascension Episcopal tomorrow. That's right. Anyway, so surprises me. Yeah, interesting. Uh, but like I, I reiterate again uh, – that the Jenner Tigers are the surprise team this year in high school football in our area. Yeah, again, uh, uh, seventeen. Yeah, a win could possibly get them a home game. Uh, they might need a little help, but they're right on the cusp of that. If the top four teams are getting buys, that means the next twelve, five through uh, sixteen, mm-hmm. would be in a position for a post game. They're number seventeen. Yeah, so a win. You're right. Might put might give them that edge up. Not knowing uh, Saint, what St. John has done, uh, their opponent tonight, uh, but I know they've won a couple games in this area, uh, playing a few of the teams out in uh, this area. I want to say they played the Highland Baptist. They, uh, uh, it seems like they might have played Centerville. Uh, and I'm trying to think, uh, uh, it seemed like they played one other team uh, locally uh, in that regard, and I can't remember who it was. They're just going through the West St. Mary. They oh, there uh, you go. They beat West St. Mary. Let's see. That was probably the third one. They also they they're at five and four right now. Yeah, they they, they lost to Hanson. That's yes, another that, one. Yeah. Your local area team, Homa Christian, uh, Ascension Catholic. Boy, they really traveled to uh, Coach Mitten's old stopping grounds. Um, but again, uh, East Iberville last week they won eighteen to sixteen. So we'll see. Yeah, uh, interesting. So good luck to the uh, Generate Tigers. Hopefully, uh, they can come home uh, with a big win, go six and four, and uh, maybe have a home game for their fans, which they probably hadn't had in many years in that regard. So uh, good luck to them in that uh, case. Elsewhere, Jeff, uh, let's go ahead and take our uh, next break. Uh, You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board-certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy-guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880, or go to AnswerToPain.com. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions. And you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajero, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kangaroo, and Sugar Oaks. 
So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports on this a big Thursday, uh, November the 3rd. Uh, big news in the NFL besides the games taking place this weekend is that uh, uh, basically uh, the uh, – Commanders under Dan Snyder is uh, they're now uh, looking into exploring of selling of the commanders and uh, Snyder has until now resisted uh, selling uh, the franchise. They have it uh, estimated at four point seven eight billion dollars. And even after workplace and sexual harassment allegations piled up, the team's performance declined. Uh, one playoff win. Didn't realize that, Jeff. That red, uh, the commanders now I almost said Redskins. Anyway, I did. Anyway, I have one playoff win in the last 17 years. I, I, if you would have asked me that, I'd say three or four. But one seven, win, playoff win in the last 17 years. Of course, the Snyders, who have owned the team since 1999, had said in a statement that uh, they've hired Bank of America to consider potential transactions. Forbes, which broke the news, reported that Snyder had already fielded four calls from groups interested in purchasing the team. Uh, while a full sale of the team may be on the table, Snyder could also be looking to sell a minority stake, perhaps to raise cash to fund that new stadium uh, we talked about momentarily off the air, which local governments have been reluctant to support. Uh, Schneider has been under mounting pressure to sell the team stemming from investigations by congressional Democrats, the Attorney General of D.C. and the NFL. Uh, the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Eastern District of Virginia has opened a criminal investigation into the commanders over alleged financial improprieties. ESPN reported uh, that Wednesday. Uh, Coates owner Jim Ursay publicly said last month that the NFL owners should uh, serious, seriously consider moving Snyder or removing Snyder as the owner. And what they're saying, I think it sounds like a positive move for the team. Uh, for, in Washington, D.C., Mayor Mariel Browser told reporters reiterating that the team should return to the district from the suburbs of Maryland, and with the Nationals currently uh, on the market, the two major D.C. sports franchises could be for sale at the same time. Uh, what to watch? Jeff Bezos has been floating as a potential buyer, and you know he's got plenty. He of already money. has some uh, in interest in Washington, and he owns the Washington Post. That's right. That's right. And the Amazon founder has stake in the community, as you just mentioned, owning the Post, and has long wanted an NFL team and could certainly afford it. I don't think that's going to be an issue with money or generating money for that regard. As at one time, Brazos, I think, was the richest man in the country, if not the world, with his Amazon uh, ownership uh, in that regard. Uh, so uh, interesting uh, situation uh, and another uh and, you know, Jeff, uh, there are only 32 of those owners in the National Football League. And uh, uh, if you're talking about uh, franchises that uh, grow in worth, uh, just think about it. When Benson bought the Saints, uh, I think for $70 million or therein, give a few million, uh, they're now uh, over worth over $2 billion. So, uh, and, uh, and no one's told me, but I think great cash flow, too, for uh, teams. You don't see anybody uh, backing off if they can buy one, of course, uh, uh, with the TV rights and everything else in that regard. So, um, wow. Anyway, but relating to the uh, the commanders, uh, the Washington commanders, you know, ditched their controversial nickname in 2020. But 37 high schools uh, across 18 states. I was surprised uh, by that. Yeah, still, still use the word. Yesterday. Still use the word. Amazing, huh? Anyway, uh Wow, I just uh, I would have thought the same thing too. Uh, I, mean, I I would understand if it was Indians uh, that they were using or some other Indian imagery or Native American imagery uh, as opposed to the country of India, but the, the the slur that amazes me. Yeah, but you know the original owner of the Redskins was literally an Indian, and if it wasn't been for Columbus thinking he was in Southeast Asia. They never would have been called Indians. <laughs> so they had another word. Oh, well, what can I say uh, in that regard? Uh, elsewhere also, Kyle Field, Texas A&M is having a brutal football season. Jimbo Fisher, you know, uh, they paid him $75 million for 10 years, and which, which 
just a few years, five years ago, was thought to be, wow, how many coaches now are making over that amount uh, in their contracts? And uh, anyway, and one weird one in the stands, first of all, was a possum being removed from Kyle Field. <laughs> now it's the bats. They got bats in Kyle Field <laughs> they're trying to deal with right now. <laughs> so uh, the Aggies are having their share of issues, too. Uh, Jimbo Fisher, uh, of course, the Tigers still got them. I think they're the last game on the schedule that LSU will play. Uh, elsewhere in this uh, segment, uh, the power ratings out for the NFL and the Eagles, uh, the only unbeaten team. They come in at number one at 7-0, and followed by the Bills, the Chiefs, the Vikings, the Cowboys at the top five. In the next five, the Ravens, Giants, Titans, 49ers, and Seahawks, which are 10th. Uh, Bengals come in at 11th, followed by the Dolphins, Jets, Chargers, and Rams. Coming in at uh, number 16 is the Patriots. Uh, along with the Cardinals, the Falcons, who lead the NFC South, if you can believe that, uh, along with the Packers and Buccaneers at 20th. Uh, the next five, the Commanders, the Browns, the Saints, at, uh, and the Saints move up a couple spots. They were 25 uh, last week. Uh, the Colts, Bears, Broncos, Raiders, Panthers, Jaguars, Steelers, Lions, and the Texans, who are 1-5-1 one, and one, uh but and the Lions who are one and six. So uh, anyway, uh, that's how right now how the um, the power ratings are in the National Football League. Of course, the Saints uh, got a big win last week as they take down uh, the Raiders twenty four to nothing. The NFL East they're the they're the top division in the uh, NFC. They have a seven forty two win percentage. They're twenty three and eight. Is the best of any division. Throughout the eight weeks since the 1970 merger, the NFC South at 12 and 20 is led by the 44 Falcons, who have the same record as the NFL's East last place team, the Commanders. So uh, interesting there in that regard. Uh, elsewhere uh, in sports, as I mentioned, the Pelicans uh, last night were taking on the Lakers over in L.A. The Pelicans, uh, they're they're being. Uh, uh, watched as uh, one of the uh, teams to watch this year. There were a little under 500 last year uh, throughout the uh, the regular season, but made the playoffs and uh, created some problems for some teams. But uh, last night over in Los Angeles, uh, as a, a young man by the name of Matt Ryan, no, not the quarterback <laughs> from uh, the Colts, he had a, a corner shot uh, with time running out in overtime to send the game into overtime and uh, – and uh, basically, uh, LeBron James uh, came in. He had 20 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, and he uh, he missed the festivities uh, earlier uh, in the season. They were 0-5, I believe, to start the season. And uh, Saints get a pretty good effort from uh, Williamson. Uh, I can't regard – I am just need to look that up. I, I want to say I don't think Ingram played in the game, and he's one of their stars in, in that regard. So uh, – I want to pull up that game quickly. And, uh, no, Ingram didn't play. Uh, Williams had 27 points, five rebounds, seven assists, uh, no steals, uh, uh, three turnovers, and uh, he was 11 for 21 from the floor. Uh, elsewhere, another big scorer. McCollum's been a big scorer for the uh, Pelicans in that regard. But last night, the Lakers take down the uh, Pelicans. Uh, their big scoring uh, came from uh, Walker, uh, along with LeBron James, who had 20 uh, Walker played 40 minutes too in that game. So uh, the, uh, the the I, w- I always want to say the Jazz, but the Pelicans go down uh, to defeat, and uh, they right now are in the uh, I want to say they're uh, in third place uh, in the uh, Southwest Division. Memphis leads that well, I said, uh, with a five and three record. New Orleans is four and three, uh, trying to see when they play again. Uh, and they play again uh, tomorrow night as they take uh, Golden State. Uh, Curry and them come to town at a 7.30 tip-off over in the um, – this uh, the, uh, what's the name of the uh, new arena in New Orleans that been there about 20 years? Smoothie King. Smoothie King, King, yeah. I can't think of that name. Uh, the Smoothie King. Uh, so they come in uh, – uh, the game – they show here that the game's going to be on NBC uh, tomorrow night at 7.30. NBC? That's what they have here. That is uh, And BSN, of course, the Bally uh, Sports Network. But it says NBC. I'm looking dead at it. NBC Sports. Where, well, who are they playing? Uh, the uh, uh, the San Francisco Golden State. It's probably 
NBC uh, Sports Sports Channel, channel. yeah, Bay like area. the CBS Sports. Or, yeah, uh, yeah, that could be it. Regional too. network. Yes. Anyway, but it's, uh, we catch the games uh, on the Bally Sports Network here. So uh, interesting game uh, in that regard. Uh, trying to see if they had uh, any type of uh, spread on this game. Don't see it right now. Uh, in that regard, yeah, so Bulls Celtics are the national game on ESPN on Friday night. Okay, yeah, from Boston Garden. Well, it's not the Boston Garden anymore; it's the TD Garden. Excuse yeah. me. And uh, anyway, uh, that's what it looks like right now. So, uh, World Series game uh, five on tonight. Uh, last game for the Philadelphia fans to catch their Phillies as the series is tied up at two apiece. Of course, uh, Philadelphia would like to leave there. With a uh, three and two record, of course the Astros would like to uh, take away that home, that last home field game uh, to go back to Houston three and two, and uh, with uh, Verlander going tonight against Snydergard, uh, should be an interesting contest. We'll see if the Phillies bats can wake up after being no hit last night for the third time in Major League history in the playoffs. So, anyway, let's go ahead and take our next break uh, and move on to our fourth segment this morning. You listen to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio. FM 1075 and AM 1240. We'll be back with our last segment right after this. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand-new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Thursday at Southern Jack on Saturday, the Cajun Company Band, and on Sunday, 5th edition. Remember, never cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's, the best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer is now just $2, imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has yet covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar with more outdoor seating. And don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Athletic field provides challenges that test the competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good paying jobs that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Louisiana. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on our last segment here on a big Thursday morning, November the 3rd. Just a quick uh, recap. Uh, World Series game tonight, game five. Uh, seven o'clock, uh, give or take a few moments, uh, first pitch, uh, on Fox. Justin Verlander, and uh, this is a stat that just astounds me, Jeff, uh, will look to improve his dismal World Series resume. He's 0-6 in the World Series with a 6.07 ERA. Just amazing what he has done in regular seasons and, uh, maybe postseason as well, but not World Series. Uh, yeah, just, you're right about that, uh, and you know who else had one of those type of, I think Hank Aaron, uh, in all-star games, he, he, I don't think he had a batting average of 100. He played in 24 of them. So just to give you an idea, with some players, and Hammer and Hank was one of the best ball players I'd ever seen in person. 
uh, over the years when he played back in the uh, 60s, 70s, or even the 50s for that matter. Of course, NFL tonight, uh, Eagles at Texas. Uh, as the Eagles take on the Texans, the Eagles have a chance to become just the 20th NFL team since 1978 to start 8-0. Of course, our 2009 Saints were one of them. Elsewhere, more to watch. Yep, uh, other sports on Equinox, which should probably be called the uh, Sports Conjunction uh, or uh, perhaps the Smart CZA. Uh, anyway, the NBA Nuggets at the Thunder tonight uh, in the NBA. The NHL on uh, ESPN Plus and Hulu. Uh, they got 13 games on tonight. Uh, the Blackhawks, uh, uh, one of them. or uh, Yeah, they're in action tonight, and uh, I'm going to miss a good part of it. Uh, but, yeah, the Hawks are in action tonight. Um, they, they've uh, struggled. Uh, Tuesday night, they didn't look real good. They've had a couple of overtime losses, but one of them, they were up 3-1. to one. But they've got uh, the L.A. Kings tonight before they hit the road. And uh, also on tonight uh, in college football, App State at Coastal Carolina uh, at 7.30, or it should be 6.30 probably our time. Uh, ESPN, uh, of course, another game on uh, CBS Sports Network is Utah. The Miners taking on the Rice Owls. Huge game. Yeah. Anyway, uh, of course, and uh, elsewhere, uh, a little bit – Trying to see uh, what else. Of course, we have uh, Westgate and Northside on tonight, Jeff, uh, as you'll be calling the game from uh, Westgate. Yeah, no matter what game you might be watching, turn down the volume, turn up the radio. Yeah, and you can listen and see if uh, Westgate, who's had some uh, tough games the last uh, three or four weeks, as they take on the Northside Vikings. And the Northside Vikings with a lot to play for. Uh, yes, they talk, do. We talked about it with Coach Antoine earlier in the week. They're on the cusp of uh, a postseason appearance, so. Um, big big opportunity for them, a team that struggled. They were 1-9 last year, got a little bit of a different attitude this year. Numbers are still thin. Uh, I was taking a look at the roster, and uh, it's one of the smallest uh, 4A or 5A rosters you're going to see. And unfortunate there, but, um, you know, you got, you got to put 11 guys on the field. And um, the coach uh, says uh, he's pretty pleased with the 11 guys on each side of the ball, just no depth. That, yeah, it's, yeah, that's tough, too. Of course, uh, elsewhere uh, this uh, weekend, of course, the big football games, as the Tigers take uh, invite Alabama to Tiger Stadium for a big ball game. Bama about a two-touchdown pick. And elsewhere, over between the hedges, uh, the Georgia Bulldogs bringing the Tennessee Vols in, in what I iconic uh Tennessee is the number one team in the college football playoff. The Georgia Bulldogs are third, but yet you go to the AP and the coaches' polls, the Georgia Bulldogs are number one and have an eight-and-a-half spread in that game uh, favoring uh, Georgia, giving the points to Tennessee. That's the difference between statistics and heart or gut. Yeah. You know, the statistics say Tennessee is the number one team. Yeah, amazing. So uh, a lot of football to go this weekend, so enjoy it. Uh, Saints don't play to Monday night as they take on uh, the Ravens in New Orleans on Monday night around 7.15. So uh, hopefully they can keep things going, too, in the defense plays anywhere near where they played last week uh, should be successful. Today in sports history, November 3rd, uh, in 1899, World Heavyweight Champion James Jeffries uh, retains his title, beats uh, Irishman Tom Sharkey in points in 25 rounds, mind you, at Coney Island uh, Club in Brooklyn, New York. Elsewhere in 1926, legendary baseball figure Ty Cobb resigns as the Tigers manager, replaced by George Moriarty. He's the first uh, major league uh, uh, to hold the four principal jobs as a player, an umpire even, a scout, and a manager. In 1934, first baseman, New York first baseman, Lou Gehring wins the Triple Crown after hitting 363, 49 homers, and 165 RBIs. But A's catcher Mickey Cochran wins the MVP, hitting 320 with two homers, 76 RBIs. He's named the MVP. Wow. Elsewhere in 1935, the Eagles beat the Boston Redskins. That's right, 7-6 to six at Fenway Park. The reason I mention this, the respective quarterbacks in that game throw 11 interceptions, which is an NFL record for one NFL game. I didn't think they threw that many passes. I'm uh, with, with agreement with you. I wonder what the weather conditions were that day. And, of course, the football wasn't geared back then, the Duke, for throwing the football. Elsewhere in 1942, again, 
Boston Red Sox outfielder Ted Williams wins the Triple Crown, hitting 356, 36 homers, 137 RBIs. But Yankee pitcher Joe Garden is the AL MVP. Amazing. Of course, uh, uh, Williams had hit 400 the year before, and uh, I think uh, Joe DiMaggio won the MVP that year uh, with his 56-game hitting streak. So stranger things in baseball happened back then. In 1953, didn't know this, Jeff, uh, the Rules Committee restores the sacrifice fly rule, eliminating uh, it in 1939. The rule says that a sacrifice fly is not charged as a time at bat. So from 39 to uh, 53, all those sacrifice flies uh, counted as a time at bat. wonder how many batting championships might have been on the line. Yeah, and then, you know, from 53 to the early 70s, you could have a sacrifice fly from second to third. Yeah. But then they changed it to only uh, third to home. Yeah, and um, and you wonder how many batting championships it cost back then. So, anyway, in 1962, uh, San Francisco Warrior center Will Chamberlain scores 72 points in a defeat to the Lakers at the Memorial Sports Arena. At that that time, was the fourth highest point total in NBA uh, history. Of course, that year, Chamberlain, in 62, averaged 50 points a game in the NBA and scored 100 points in a game at Hershey, PA. 1964, the Philadelphia voters narrowly approved a $25 million to build a new multi-purpose stadium would go on to become Veterans Stadium, and that was the beginning of the age of the cookie cutters back there. Of course, the Phillies and the Eagles would play in that stadium for many years. I would say Shea Stadium was the original. Yeah, being built, you're right. And then that. Bush Stadium and Riverfront Stadium, uh, Forbes, Three Rivers. Uh, yep, that's right, on and on, on and on. Astrodome. To some degree, too. It was really the same uh, thing. It just had a roof. Atlanta Fulton County Stadium was another one, too. That that was a little bit more, uh, it wasn't, well, no, you're right. You're right. Fulton was pretty circular. The the next stadium after that, they've built, since Atlanta's been in uh, there, the Braves have been in Atlanta, they're in their third stadium right now. And it's more up in the northwest corner of the city of Atlanta. Suburbs. Yeah. Yeah. Elsewhere in uh, 1965, uh, Dodgers pitcher Sandy Koufax is named the Cy Young winner by unanimous vote for the third time in his career. 26-8 and record, 1.73 ARA, and then had set a major league record of 382 strikeouts that year in 1965. Of course, uh, the Dodger pitcher Koufax would only pitch one more year before he retired uh, with an arthritic elbow. 1973, BYU receiver Jay Miller sets an NCAA football single-game record with 22 catches for 263 yards in a 56-21 win over New Mexico at Cougar Stadium, Utah. 1982, San Diego guard Randy Smith plays his 845th consecutive game in the Clippers' loss to the Phillies, or excuse me, Philadelphia, I should say, the 76ers. He passes Johnny Red Kerr's NBA record, goes on to play in 906 games. I think that record is held by A.C. Green of the Lakers, who played in right at 1,100-plus games in that regard. 1987, A's first baseman Mark McGuire wins the AL Rookie of the Year with 49 home runs, 118 RBIs, second uh, win in AL award unanimously. The first was Carlton Fisk back in 72. 89, Lou Pinella named manager of the Reds, replacing Pete Rose, who was banned for life for gambling on Major League Baseball games. I'm pretty sure it was Bart Giametti who uh, ousted Rose. Indeed it was. In 1996. Died soon after that. Yeah, probably Rose gave him enough stress uh, to fill anybody up. Anyway, 1996, Lakers Kobe Bryant, the youngest player in NBA history at 18 years, uh, two months and 11 days, and a 91-85 win over the Timberwolves at the Forum. Birthdays today. Bronco Nagurski celebrates a birthday. If you're not familiar with he, one of the big all-time fullbacks in uh, college and uh, pro football Hall of Fame. Played for the Bears, born in Rainy River, Ontario, Canada. Elsewhere today, born on this day, Bob Feller, Hall of Fame pitcher, eight-time All-Star, AL Triple Crown winner for a pitcher, three-time no-hitter, through three no-hitters uh, for the Indians, born in Van Meter, Iowa. And also born on this date, 1949, a boxer, world heavyweight champ, 20 successful title defenses, born at Cuthbert, Georgia, Larry Holmes. And our quote of the day, my good old Nick Saban, I thought it made me bring him back in the spotlight. Of course, he made this quote uh, a few years ago. He said, if I had Drew Brees, I might still be in Miami. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'll quote a day from Nick Saban. Of course, the Tigers take on Bama. 
uh, and Nick Saban, uh, 6 o'clock kickoff over in Tiger Stadium. Uh, have a safe weekend. We'll be back here tomorrow, abbreviated show with uh, after the hunting and fishing show. All right. Uh, I had mentioned volleyball, uh, by the way. Uh, Delcom Nish uh, losing first-round matches. Catholic High the other night advanced. They play tomorrow night uh, somewhere. I, I uh, you got me. He, he did say they, they were taking on Gary's uh, team was taking on um, um, escapes and who they were playing, but they did win their first uh, match. And uh, Saints, this is hardly breaking news, but and hardly huge news, but Saints signed uh, veteran quarterback Brent Huntley to their practice squad to take the spot previously held by Jake Lutton. Uh, he was a fifth-round pick uh, in 2015 by the Packers and actually started nine games. I guess Aaron Rodgers was hurt a portion of the 2017 season but hasn't been in an NFL game since 2019. So one uh, note uh, on the Saints. Did uh, you notice Aaron Rodgers cut his hair? I did not. And he cut his pigtail off. That's a shame. I mean, full uh, full shaven, too. Uh, now he's got a little hair in the front, a little crop, but... Uh, I noticed the other night uh, on the game when they played, uh, he, he trimmed up his act. And there's a lot of criticism of the Packers for not going after a wide receiver at the trade deadline. And uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, said the right thing uh, about that, too, saying, hey, that's not my focus. Yeah. You know, so he, he said the right thing. Sure. Okay. Maybe he's trying to come around. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that'll do it. Uh, always uh, want to thank our guests uh, today, Josh Learman, uh, the new Iberia senior high head coach. And don't forget, tomorrow's show uh, is after the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show, which comes your way at about 10 after, and then Bayou Sports at about 7.45 tomorrow. Westgate tonight, uh, take it on Northside. Join us, uh, 6.30, our pregame. want to thank our sponsors. Our show brought to you in part by the Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main Street. If you're looking for a place to watch sports, uh, indeed, a uh, good place to do so. I want to thank the Headache and Pain Center, Schwing Insurance, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, LA Classic Roofing, and Jacob Landry, candidate for state rep district number 49.